Yo, 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 easy. What up, Kev? What's going on, big man? We back. Mad Handle Podcast. 2019. 2019 edition. Let's go. Episode, I believe this is episode number eight. We're ready. The first of the new year. The first of the new year. Thank you very much. I know you guys have all been writing to us, telling us how much you want us to come back. You know, we had to take a little bit of a rest. Uh, I actually went to the doctor today, got a little bronchitis. Nope, not a big deal. Look at you, fighting through the pain. Powering through for our fans. That's what we do here. It's all for you guys. It's all for you. All for the listeners. What's up with you, man? How's your day? Uh, I'm pretty good. Had work today. Didn't do a goddamn thing, so that was fun. Same, same. Uh, I hope they still pay me. It's amazing. Hopefully that post-wedding hangover has left the, the bloodstream. Yeah, so uh, that I think is the most eye-opening thing I've, I, that I've experienced lately is uh, I went on a good little drinking bender. Yeah. Went down to Florida for a wedding, stayed up till about three or four every night, drinking, did it for four nights in a row. Next thing I know, I'm sick. Yeah, buddy. Just can't hang, man. 31. I mean, hey, I could hang. It's just the aftermath. There used to be no aftermath. Now I get sick. Now it's it's a disaster. You need like a hurricane relief fund to come and like <laughs> and dig you out, right? I need FEMA. FEMA. That's that's what I was looking for. Instead I just said hurricane relief fund. <laughs> Same shit. Everyone's getting money. We knew what they were. Yeah. But yeah, man, glad to glad to hear that you're back. You're you know, you're feeling better. Well traveled. You were yeah, in Florida, right? How was how was that Florida weather? Beautiful. There's nothing like wearing t shirt and shorts and then coming home and freezing your dick off. Freezing your dick off. All well, right, bud. Good. Well, At, uh, I got a chance to spread the Mad Handle podcast to uh, you know our celebrity f- fan base. Shout out Blake Bortles and my boy Tay, uh, Latavius Murray. I'm glad that they got a chance to uh, you know talk with you get get the mad handle podcast feel it was sad because you know i had to turn them down they kept asking me over and over again at the wedding yo let me on mad handle let me on i'm like dude take a number man like that's so funny because i kept getting emails from blake bortles and i just thought it was spam i thought it was someone trying to just spam me but i guess they were real emails you really wanted to come on huh yo get off my dick bro (laughs) go play some quarterback But, Bud, uh, you know, let, let's reel it back in here for a second. Yep. Uh, we are a basketball podcast. Am I right? True. So why don't we uh, get started with some hoops talk? I'm in. All right, man. Uh, you know, the first thing, you know, near and dear to my heart, I almost bought this guy's jersey just last year. Thank God I didn't. Uh, but this recent, you know, Ennis Cantor drama that's been filled, uh, that's been filling up the, the back pages of, New York, especially, um, whether it's him going at the president of Turkey or him just shit-talking Fizdale's, you know, thinking on, on getting him minutes or him getting traded, man. Uh, you know, he's just been all over, you know, the rumor mill recently. I would just like to, before we go into this, I would like to say that I was strongly trying to make you reconsider buying that guy's jersey last year and i'm happy 
did not follow through with it. I do remember that. Thank you very much. Um, get the fuck out of here, Ennis. Yeah, man. He's just a blabbermouth. All he does is talk. It's just like, shut up, dude. You opted in to get $18.6 million. We have a team of bums and our best players out all year. What did you think was going to happen, Ennis? Yeah. I mean... You thought we were a playoff team? Listen, I, I love the guy's energy. You know, when he's out, I, I get it. He wants to win. He wants to go out there and contribute. But, I mean, this whole thing of him eating seven cheeseburgers with fries and missing practice because of an illness, like, now you're just, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, I, I missed that. That's a real thing? Oh, real, real deal Holyfield, my man. Oh, God. Yeah, and it's, he, he missed practice because, uh, you know, just had himself too many cheeseburgers. <laughs> And, and you could kind of you could kind of tell that that's just you know that's just him being a dick and kind of you know one foot out the door type thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's recent rumors of you know him uh, being shipped over to uh, Sacramento for Zach Randolph. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's just pair him off with another cheeseburger eating buddy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, at least this other cheeseburger eating buddy's a little bit, you know, he's not going to talk as much as Ennis. You would hope not. Dude, I'll do that trade in a heartbeat. It just, it, it, it bothers me that the dude's only 26. He's a walking double-double. You can't get something just a little bit more valuable than Zach Randolph. That's the absurd part. You can't even get a second-round pick. I, I mean, Ennis Cantor was the third overall pick in the 2011 NFL, uh, NFL, oh boy, uh, NBA draft. And, and you can't get anything other than a 37-year-old, you know. Expiring contract. Yeah, linebacker, power forward. Like, are you guys kidding? And, like, f- fun fact, it's like Zebo hasn't played a single minute this year. Yeah, yeah fun fact. Um that's pretty great. So, yeah, let's just get him here and just have him rot away on the bench, which is fine. Like, we want to lose, which is great. We yeah. want to clear, you know, cap, which this will – he's going to – you know, I don't think Ennis is going to be on this team next year regardless. No way. But, I mean, you got to – can you call around at least? Can you see if someone's willing to give you anything else? Uh, see, that's what's amazing to me. And, like, my move, if I'm – Scott Perry. Is, yeah. I'm trying to get rid of Ennis and I'm packaging him with Courtney Lee or Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, big time. Yeah. I don't know who's going to take on that money, especially Tim Hardaway Jr.'s money, but uh, I, I don't feel like I'm being a delusional Nick, like Nick fan. I feel like there's a playoff team that could use Courtney Lee or big. a team that's on the fringe of the playoffs could use Courtney Lee. And Cantor's a double-double. He's a good backup big. Yeah. And the rumored team, the Sacramento Kings, they're right on the cusp. I think they're 20 and 21. You know, they're floating around 500, you know, bringing in a guy like Ennis Cantor. And even a guy like Courtney Lee to come off, to come off the bench. Yeah. It only improves their team. Exactly. And with the Knicks, it's just basically – it's a salary dump. Like, let's just match salaries as long as – what we're getting back, you know, also leaves our cap at the end of this year. I mean, 
we should be able to work something out. Well, you re- like you realize that we have to get rid of either Lee or Tim Hardaway to have the full cap space to throw a max deal at Durant. Are you sure? Yeah, because Durant has been in the league for 10 years. So he's eligible for like the biggest max that you can get. Oh, great. So yeah, so he's due like big time money. Like if you're in the league, however long you've been in the league, that like that figures out how much your max salary is. Yeah. And it stops at 10. Anything over 10, you just get some absurd amount of money per year to play basketball. But yeah, so Durant gets that money. And we, we need to get rid of either Lee or Hardaway because they're the only two dudes that are making real like real money next year. And I think we could I think Lee is the guy there. I I think Tim Hardaway's just making too much money for a team to take him. I agree. But uh, Courtney Lee, uh, you know, his contract's still, you know, relatively big, but he also, I feel like he provides a little bit more value, even though he hasn't played that much this year. He, yeah, I mean, if you need a guy to miss clutch free throws in the NBA Finals, call up Courtney Lee. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great. All right, well, never mind. I guess we're trading Tim Hardaway then. Throwback to 2009 NBA Finals right there. Woo-hoo. That's crazy. He's been around for that long, too. I think he was a rookie on that team, but yeah. Hey, but um, now yeah. hear me out though. I don't even think the Kings are a good like partner for this trade. And why not? Oh yeah, they do have a bunch of big men. To they be honest, a bunch of bigs: Will yeah. Coley, Stein, Harry, that Giles dude. The Bagley's complaining that he doesn't start. Like Scal Labisalaka, whatever the hell his name is, uh, Bogdan. Um, Bogdan, Boggy. Dude, that's like, that's five bigs right there. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it, can any of them do what Ennis does, though? I mean, sure. him, him in the low block, I mean, he's, he's pretty much unstoppable. If he doesn't hit the first one, he'll definitely grab his own, you know, rebound it and put it back. He's just, I mean, he's probably the worst defensive center in the game. It's really amazing how quickly his feet can move on offense. And how slowly they move on defense. Like he's in concrete. Like he's just like, he can't move. It's absurd. Yet he does the swing through and he'll beat a big man baseline with the ball in his hands. And you're like, where the fuck is that when you're not, when you're on defense? And you know what it is, man? It, it, defensively with this footwork like that, it's all technique. It, it's really just putting that in, yeah. you know, uh, in the off season and getting your feet right and being able to stay in front of a guy. And he just, Obviously, he's getting paid $17 million to put the ball in the basket. You know, like that's yeah. his thing. So I guess it kind of makes sense that uh, he's a walking turnstile on defense. If you're that young and you can put up stats and you've been on three teams on the verge of, four, of your fourth and you're still 26th, it's an issue. It's an issue, yeah. It, it's – it's almost like that that mellow thing where I know he you know he was on one team for a long time, but you, you could see it now. He's kind of like moving around, and it, it comes down to he doesn't bring anything else than being able to score the basketball. Yeah, he grabs his rebounds, but half of those are on his own misses, you know. Yeah. yeah. So and, and mellow, you know, funny thing, it, same thing there. You know, like half of his rebounds came from him just missing his own layup and, and grabbing it and putting it back in. Yep. But, yeah, I think it's interesting. And 
I do kind of want him off this team because, I mean, what, for like the past two weeks, he's been complaining about getting minutes and like why he's not starting. And it's like you're not starting because you can't play defense. And like, I, he knows this. Yeah. Like, what are you confused about, dude? Play defense. Play defense better. Fisdale came in here and said that he wanted us to play defense. He also wanted us to play more, you know, pick up the pace. And Cantor is not that great of, you know, picking up the pace like that. Yeah. He's, he's a big dude. And, you know, to his credit, he could still get up and down the court. But he's not a today's day, like, center. You know, like, today's day is, like, is more athletic, more rim stuffing and getting up the court and getting those put-back dunks. It's true. So, I mean, sayonara, Ennis. I will never forget watching, I think it was the Thunder. It was OKC versus Golden State Warriors when Cantor was on OKC. It was Donovan's first year, and it was just like perfect timing by ESPN. The camera guy's looking at Donovan, and they cut to that camera, and he looks at the assistant coach, and he's like, and they were like, Cantor just got burned in a pick and roll. And he looks at the assistant coach and he's like, we can't play Cantor. Yeah. Like, he, it's absurd. Yeah. Can't play Cantor. And I just always think of that when I look at him. And I'm like, yeah, that's him. It's funny because, like, you think about the Knicks and you're like, all right, what players can make it in the playoffs? Uh, even though we're such a shitty team right now, what players, like, you know, we're obviously going to try to take that next step to make the playoffs. Yep. And what Eventually. players do we want there? Ennis Cantor is not one of those guys. He does not play well in the playoffs. When things slow down, you have to be on your defense. He just does not play well there. Yeah. So, sayonara. I'll take Zebo for a little bit. Let him try selling some drugs in the New York streets. <laughs> <laughs> and now this would be what? 10 years since Zebo was on the Knicks? 10 years. Yeah, just about. I think a little bit more. You know, it's funny because I actually looked this up earlier, uh, looking up the 2009 Knicks roster where Zebo was a part of it. Ooh-wee. Man, this fucking roster, dude. Let me just rattle off some names before we move on to our next topic. We got Wilson Chandler, Jamal Crawford, Eddie Curry, Chris Duhon. Yes. Danilo Gallinari. The Rooster. Al Harrington. Oof. Larry Hughes. Yes. Jerome James. <laughs> Jared Jeffries. Mr. Indiana. David Lee. Yes. You got Zebo. Q Rich. Nate Robinson. Malik Rose. Ooh. Tim Thomas. <laughs> all on the same fucking team at one point. And like, that's. What a fucking lineup of scrubs right there. That's that's incredible. Isaiah Thomas put that team together, and that is just an incredible roster. Do you remember Al Harrington's head? When he wore the uh, – Yeah, when he like squished the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> he had squishy head. He had a permanent oh. squishy head. Why is your skin so loose, Al? If it almost was like the top of his skull never formed. 
His just brain was poking out on top of his head. Oh, my God. And then you got Larry Hughes, Mr. Teardrop, Jared Jeffries, who somehow was like, wasn't he like the – he was Mr. Indiana, like the highest fucking high school recruit or college recruit. He was Mr. – yeah, Mr. Indiana, yet could not hit a game-winning layup wide open when in the playoffs. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, such a funny roster. Just it just speaks volumes about the Knicks organization still. So you know, pretty great. Yep. All right, man. Uh, you know that's enough of the Knicks talk. I feel like you know there's a couple of New York guys. Maybe we should uh, expand our horizons a little bit. I agree. What do you want? What do you want to flip to? I want to move on to the team that beat our ass on Christmas. <laughs> The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. All right. So, you know, I'm sitting here watching the game last night. We're break it doing, down. Break it down. We're doing this Thursday, January 10th. So Wednesday night's game was a Milwaukee versus Houston in Houston. Okay. And Wait, hold on a second. Stop. Oh, wiggle with it. Yeah. Break it down for us easy. <laughs> So, first off, besides the fact that that Giannis had 27, 21, and 5. Yeah. Which is just fucking absurd. He's – we've said it before, dude. He's on another level right now. But when you watch their offense, like you just watch both teams, like they both played that we only shoot threes or layups. Mm -hmm. But they just – they did it in such different ways. Like we all know – the Rockets come down and it's the Harden show. Yeah. But like when the Bucks play, they play five out, which is absurd. Like they have their primary ball handler, Giannis, comes down within a dribble or two. He's at the rim dunking on your face. <laughs> and there's no one to guard the rim because their big man is out trying to guard Brooke Lopez, who shoots like 90% from three out of nowhere. The dude hits step backs. Like, the guy looks like Clay Thompson. It's absurd. He looks like a whole new player. It really does. And, like, Coach Bud is doing wonders with that team. You know, I said it, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought that Coach Bud is the missing piece for Giannis and this team. And, I mean, it's come to fruition, man. Like, they're, they're number one in the East. They're playing great basketball. Yeah. And that's that Spurs – pop away and coach bud has just brought that element to the bucks and they're like they're deep it's crazy so deep like, you know they keep going no, no you, you go <clears throat> i was gonna say like you like you go up and down the roster like we know the big, big dudes Giannis and middleton's pretty much like their number two guy like he kind of runs that bench unit when Giannis isn't in yeah get the head brogdon who He's a rookie of the year. I mean, it was a down year when he won it, but he's still the rookie of the year. Had an okay second season. He's playing great now, and he was like, he was balling last night. Dude, that, that's who I was going to bring up, Malcolm Brogdon. I think a lot of people forgot about him because he had a down year last year. Yeah. But he's back to that rookie level now. Yeah. There, there was a couple plays where he just relentless, like backdoor, any time. Because like Harden's always like, He's not known for playing D, you know? Yeah. He always looks around, gets lost. <laughs> just, but Brogdon, whoop, whoop. It was like burning. <clears throat> like, dude, just every time, back door, and he had the layup. It was crazy. 
I do also think that trade of getting, uh, you know, George Hill in here, you know, the dude's been, pl- you know, he's a playoff guy. Big time. So uh, definitely help them out there. I think it's going to cause just it, – it's going to help their defense in the playoffs and in crunch time. They already have a pretty good defensive team already. Yeah. And it just adds to that. And, uh, you know, playoffs are all about D. D. And I like how they don't have to rely on Bledsoe to run the offense anymore. Exactly. And George Hill's pretty good at that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I know that they're the number one team in the East right now, you know, standings-wise. But I still, you know, I'm still a proponent of the Toronto Raptors, man. I'm huge into that team. I think Kawhi is just such a stud. And if I had to pick to, to have one player, you know, on my team, I think it would be Kawhi. Really? Yeah. Really? The dude's just a stud. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, he's great defensively. He's averaging 28, eight rebounds, three assists, but you know, about two steals a game. He just does it in such a manner that like, he doesn't even look like he's trying. So like, whenever he does step it up to that next gear, which I'm sure is like playoff Kawhi, I mean, watch out. No, that is, I mean, let's hope that this is going to be the Eastern Conference Finals right here. Because I think anything other than this would be like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Because I don't think the Sixers are on that level, even with Butler and him just ruining another team. Yeah. That's, that's for another pod. But um, I think even with him, and I think Boston just, for, for whatever reason, hasn't figured it out. Obviously, they've been playing much better recently. But um, – I don't know. I think it's a two-team race. I think it's the East. I mean, I think it's the Bucks and the Raptors, and I'm going Bucks, man. You're looking at a team with the fourth-best defense in the league and the third-best offense. That's not in the East. That's in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. I... Top five in both? Dude, they're playing great. I mean, they're playing great basketball, and I think it'll be just a great series to watch, you know, especially, you know, the narrative of Kawhi versus Giannis. Yeah. Man, I just like Kawhi's game. So, you know, uh, Giannis is a freak. I get that. His shooting is still off. He's not that great from the line. When it comes to crunch time, you know, that they're, they might even play like a hack of Giannis type thing just to send him to the line because, I mean, he's unstoppable. If he gets a step on you, there's no chance you're stopping him. So I just feel like he's going to be getting fouled all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened versus Boston. They sagged off and they went under every pick and roll and dared him to shoot. Yeah. He wasn't hitting shots, so. And if you do that to Kawhi, he's going to hit those shots. It's true. That is true. I just like the five out, man. I love the five out. You bring everyone outside so you have no one guarding the rim, and it's like, okay, Giannis, get to the rim. Go. Oh, dude, yeah, it's definitely entertaining to watch. Yeah. But I also do feel like Toronto's a little bit better of a defensive team. So who's your lineup? Like, let's think about who's your crunch time. All right, I got to win Raptors lineup. Crunch time, I got to win Raptors lineup. I'm probably going with Serge. Um, I'm going to have Danny Green out there. Obviously, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi. And then I'm, I'm going to put someone out there that's going to be able to play defense. You know, like, because Kawhi, you know Kawhi is going to be getting the ball in the clutch. So I just want guys out there that are going to hustle and get those rebounds. So maybe even uh, Pascal Siakam. 
All right. I was going to say, you either got to go Siakam or OG on Anubi. Yeah. And but, I think that's a pretty good crunch, t- crunch time lineup. No, you're right. But now, here. So if we got the Bucks, who's matching up? So you're going Giannis, Middleton. And then I guess it depends. Do you bring out Brooke to play versus Ibaka as your five? And then you go... I feel like you need more size than Brogdon and Bledsoe. So maybe yeah. like Tony Snell. Oh, no, I forget about George Hill, though. Yeah, it's going to be some combo of whether it's George Hill, Bledsoe, Brogdon, and Tony Snell, or a little Elias Sova. Take a couple like charges, hit a three. It's funny, man, because these teams do match up pretty well together. It's crazy. It's going to be a good I, – I, I really hope they can, that they can make it to the Easter Carpus Finals. Yeah, me too. It will definitely be an interesting matchup to watch. And, like, Ilya Sova too, man. I like him. I really do. And uh, I could see him getting those crunch time minutes too because he could hit the outside shots as well. Typical Euro, man. Just plays the right way, hits shots, yep. doesn't run his mouth. It's wild. Puts his head down, hits some threes. That's it. I do wish they get a little more run to my man, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. I think he'll get as many, you know, they're not going to be able to keep all these guys. So I think maybe in the next couple of years, they'll yeah. groom him and uh, start giving them more minutes. But I hope they, so. Big D Dante right there from Villanova, man. That that was one of the craziest performances I've ever seen. Oh, it was great. No one even knew who this guy was. And he came on the scene and just buried him in the national championship game. Yeah. Dude, that was sick. That 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 was such a sick. And then isn't his name like the Delaware Jordan or something like that? Isn't I think his nickname is something like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Fucking retarded. <laughs> a little ginger. Delaware Jordan. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I I agree with you. I think that this will be a great matchup. I, I agree that Milwaukee's just playing on another level right now. And I could actually see them making, like, another move, to be honest, just to bring someone else in here, uh, you know, another big that could kind of help Brooke out, kind of play a little bit more defense. We'll, we'll, we'll see who, the, who they make that move for. Yeah. Anything else uh, to throw in on the, the Bucks here? One more thing, a little, one more little stat for you before we move on. Bucks are currently with the win last night. Are they're seven and three versus teams in the top four of the East and the West? Whatever. So they have a good record versus winning teams. I'm just saying. I know. Just saying. I got you. I just, uh, you know, I'm on that Toronto bandwagon. I've been on the bandwagon the whole year. Kawhi's my boy. Hopefully he's a Nick by next year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. So now I know you're all anxious to talk about your boy now. Ah, my boy, uh, the, the beard. Oh. Big James Harden. I know we spoke about, you know, G- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Harden a little bit before. But, dude, I mean, you have James Harden. And then, like, two notches below that is everybody else right now in the NBA. I, I just hate watching him play basketball. Yeah. 
I mean, everybody does. He, you know, it, it's the way that he plays is is annoying to watch. It's got that Paul Pierce like factor of just kind of like lulling you to sleep, getting fouled. But then you look at his stat line, and he's got forty two, eleven, and six. It's just it's crit like this can't be sustainable. But when you look every year, he's putting up these same numbers. I know, and then every year, come playoff time, he's got no gas left in the tank. It's true. You're right, and also in the, you know in the playoffs, his def- I mean his defense of deficiencies really show up. Oh yeah. But this year, right now, I mean, do you have another candidate that would be going for MVP right now, other than James Harden? You're right. But what's even crazier is if you said this a month ago, he's not in the conversation. Not at all, which is nuts. He's really turned it on. They're definitely playing a little bit better basketball, and it's funny that Chris Paul's not even playing and they're playing a little bit better. <laughs> which you know? is nuts because they got another four years of him at max money. Yeah. <sighs> and they're already trying to conserve him for the playoffs. It's nuts. It's kind of funny how these max, like these huge max contracts, like, it reminds me of like the major league baseball, like 10 year deals, you know, like people giving out these 10 year deals to these players yeah. for stuff that they did before. Exactly. You're not paying them for what they're going to do. You're paying them for what they did. And uh, yeah, the Rockets are kind of going to be in a pickle with that one. Oh yeah. Especially with the way like Harden dominates the ball. I mean, just look at the game versus, I know the Bucks won the game. Well, Harden, you know, I said it before, 42 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. You know, the day before the game before that, you know, 32 points, five rebounds, 14 assists. Yeah. And these are constant numbers that he's putting up. I know everybody hates on him and they shit on him, but this dude is, he's your MVP right now. And I mean, he's definitely, he's a guy, like a top three player in the league right now. I hate to admit it, but I mean, just like you look at the stats. Yeah, I mean, he's he single-handedly brought the team up from what the twelfth place. I think they're currently in fourth, yeah, or third or something like that. It's ridiculous because we all know it's not Gerald Green and Daniel House Jr. who's making the Rockets play like they are. No, and, and it's funny because I I saw an article on Deadspin actually. That that said that the the Bucks you know provided the league with a group the blueprint on stopping James Harden. I didn't really. I just read the title and I'm like, the dude scored 42. You're like you didn't really stop him. You won the game. Maybe you stopped the Rockets. Now, I know what you mean, but honestly, if they were going to win last night, he would have needed to score like 55. Yeah, they they pushed him to his offhand every time. So they made, they made him drive right, which meant he couldn't do his little step back, his nine-step step back. <laughs> and then, like, when he did kick out, they closed out on the shooters. And I feel like they don't have the team they did last year where, like, Ariza, if the guy closes out, could put the ball on the floor and, and flip it to the other side and they could, you know, find a better shot. Like, yeah, weird, man. Like, Austin Rivers shoots a lot on the Rockets. He should not be shooting at all. He shoots a lot on the Rockets. Like, and, there's a lot of possessions where the ball ends up in his hands, and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Austin Rivers. 
Yeah, it, it, it's also like just looking at their roster, you know, Clint Capella is their second leading scorer, he's, but he's averaging 17 points and 13 rebounds a game. And this this is coming from a guy that like we didn't even think that they were going to re-sign him. Yeah. He's arguably, you know, he's been their second best player. Totally. He's, he should be an all-star at 17 and 13 a game. Yeah, I wonder if he'll make it in, actually. He's averaging two blocks a game as well, playing great defense. And it's a good foundation to build on when you have James Harden and Clint Capella. And, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with this team. They do have a long way to go. Of course, they, they don't really play well defensively. But it's kind of funny that uh, ever since letting go of Carmelo, they've kind of you know found their game a little bit. No, come on! <laughs> I had to bring it up. Come on! Had to bring it up. Had to shit talk Melo at least once every podcast, right? Uh, let's pour one out from my boy sitting alone in a gym right now, smoking he, a cigar, drinking. He's at Lifetime wine. Fitness right now. <laughs> I saw him drinking a smoothie before I went to go work out this morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Come on, Lala. Take care of my boy for a minute, please. Are they? St- uh, did they not get divorced? Are they still together? No, I thought they fought through it. I mean, it's been tough. I know it's been a tough little time for them, but I thought they were able to fight through and work through their differences. All right, they're TMZ. I guess uh, maybe they are. But um, just a quick point on this team as well. Like I know you mentioned Trevor Ariza before. They need a guy like that. They need to find someone and trade for them. They need to bring in a guy like Trevor Ariza, you know, 3 and D guy. I know they have P.J. Tucker, but they need a guy that if they want to do anything in the playoffs, they got to bring in some more experience there. Who are you thinking for a guy? I, I have a guy in mind, but and we always do trades. Let's just do this real quick. Who's their wing that can shoot Who, like, that you have in mind? Honestly, let me hear yours first because I'm drawing a blank right now. KCP. You think so? He's on a one-year deal. Yeah. They could match like salaries. I don't know. I think KCP is an easy one because what is he really doing on the Lakers? I don't think he's like he's a necessity on the Lakers. Nah, yeah, they could definitely move him, and I'm sure they want to get. You know, I know it's just a one-year deal, but. Why not just you know give you know Hart and those guys more minutes there? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a guy right now uh, that would fit that. That's maybe on like a, a worse team. Let me uh, let me quickly scan through here really quick. Oh wow, you know the Grizzlies kind of fell off in a, in a big way, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But who are you getting off that that team? Kyle Anderson. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> did I have a uh, – did they reunite with Chandler? Oh, you know, you can't 100% not do that. Bring back Parsons? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> maybe like a Jermichael Green. Oh, all right. Say, look at that. Just, just spitfire in there. But, yeah, Jermichael Green, man, I, you know, he's, he's a 3 and D guy, I feel like. He's also young and athletic. You got to see what you can get for him. Oh, look at Joakim Noah's face. 
He just he just brings a smile to my face every time I see him. <laughs> I love his. Uh, isn't his like Instagram handle like Stickity something? Yeah, it's like Stinky Poo Poo or something like that. I'd like to. I I don't know. I have no idea if this is it, but I always think that it's weed, like Stickity something. I oh, think it's, it's like a weed reference, and I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it's got to be, dude. It got to be right. Look at him. Exactly. But yeah, man, uh, you know, going back, James, right now, James Harden is my MVP. I clearly think that he's the NBA MVP right now, even though his teeth – I think he fixed his teeth, though, which is a good thing. <laughs> we did. Look at that. We brought that up last part. I like that. Yeah, but, you know, the, uh, the beard's still there. Good for him. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what – hold on a second. I did. I had no idea that he was even on the Houston Rockets. Brandon Knight. Man, yeah, I think he's hurt. I think he should be back soon. Him and that uh, they also have James Ennis, where I feel like he could get some minutes on this team. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that that could be a pretty big factor for them if he comes back healthy. Yeah, good for them. Brandon Knight had no idea. Listen. If anyone gets credit about you being up on your stuff and ready for this pod, it's Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else to add for uh, the Houston Rockets and the James Harden? Yeah, can we just like up the tempo a little bit? Fucking D'Antoni, you're the coach. What happened to this whole like seven seconds or less? Every time you watch the, the Rockets, they don't do any fast breaks. Harden slowly dribbles the ball. Through his legs, through his legs, through his legs, step back three. I think I guess you just gotta adapt to what Push you have on your team. Tempo. The the league is is running at a faster pace across the board. And the Rockets are playing ISO ball. Slow it down. Wake me up when it's the playoffs. <laughs> They're definitely not a fun team to watch, even in the playoffs. I remember last year, just kind of boring games. Yep. Even though they do put up a lot of points, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. But James Harden, MVP, let's go. All right. Wait, you hear that noise? No, what's that? Heat check. Heat check, heat check, heat check. Heat checks back. Splashing threes, splashing threes. Keep keep hitting me with the shot. Keep hitting me with the ball. Let's go. (laughs) All right, I think I'll start it off for heat check. Do it. I'm going to jump into, you know, we talked about them in, in a previous podcast. But the Brooklyn Nets keep playing well. They're, they've just moved up into the sixth spot into the Eastern Conference. I mean, what the fuck is going on? It's pretty inc- incredible. Like, the- Levert went down, and they, were, and they went, went on a bad losing streak, and now they're in sixth place. D'Angelo Russell is playing the best basketball of his career. Yeah. I mean, what a great pickup for them a few years ago. Good for them, man. I hope the Knicks could one day aspire to be the Brooklyn Nets now. Oh, that just – I almost vomited in my mouth. I did vomit in my mouth. mouth. <laughs> I had to swallow it back up. <laughs> All right, what's your heat check, big man? I am going with the exact opposite of a heat check. Uh-oh. Going to the ice-cold Arctic tundra where Russell Westbrook's shot lives. This Ooh. dude can't put the ball in the hoop. 
Yeah. He's, still, he's a walking like triple double where you can't hate on it. And he stepped it up in other areas. <laughs> guy leads the league in steals. With two and a half steals a game. He's still getting like he has all of his, sh- his shot attempts. He's still putting the ball in the hole, gets his rebounds, his assists. But goddamn, that whole efficiency thing, his jumpers he used to get. He shoot 23% from three. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely declining with his shot. 23%. Dude, that is abysmal. Abysmal. You're right. It, it's bad. And he just hasn't shot well this whole year, I feel like. The whole year. Um, but it's great. He's still averaging a tri- – like, he's averaging a triple-double. <laughs> yeah. Which is certain. nuts. It's crazy. But, like – it's it's kind of crazy to look at some of these guys' numbers and be like, what? we're we're literally watching like the best, like probably the best like era of basketball, like players wise. Yeah, like all these guys are just freaks. Like every single one of them. Like imagine if they were playing in the olden days, they'd be averaging like a hundred a game. You know, like it's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely he's ice cold. He is fucking ice cold right now. And the Thunder are still like third in the West. So if he figures out how to shoot, well, watch out. But if he doesn't figure out how to shoot, goodbye, OKC. Yeah, I mean. It's come playoff time. It's a whole different basketball game. Yeah, they definitely helped themselves out with keeping PJ yep. and bringing in Schroeder. But yeah. if they want to make any noise in the playoffs, Westbrook's uh, he's got to start practicing that jumper a little bit more in practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, enough of this ice-cold Westbrook. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's see who we're going to be putting on some posters today. It's time for posters. You want to so, start it off? Yeah, I have one of the best dunks, one of the best, like, lobs to a dunks I've seen since the Heatles era. Ooh, the Heatles. Yeah, I mean, and this is a throwback. This is D-Wade. Little- Leading the break, throwing a like a backwards lob to Derek Jones Jr. to throw it down with the two hand slam. Start the clip. <laughs> Collins grabs the rebound but throws it back into Derek Jones, looking long for Wade. Oh, back to Jones! What a play! First off, that dude Derek Jones just can jump out of the gym. Oh yeah. And D-Wade still got it, man. You can still lob it up with the best of them. Dude, and I love it because if you watch the replay, he, he throws a quick look back to see to make sure he's behind him. And then the, the defender jumps to swat the shot, but the ball goes over his hands backwards. And yep. then slam a jamma. Slam a jamma ding dong. <laughs> All right, let me, I'm going to cut it to, to my man. I mean, it's been a recurring theme with me. For uh, you know, for posters, my boy Zion, man, in the Duke's win versus Clemson, just getting that three sixty dunk. Let's take a listen. To the fight out with that right there with number three. With the push oh, the okay. Jesus Christ. I've I've said it before, I'll say it again. If he comes to the garden, it's gonna be fucking bananas. All right, I want to just have this as like a final thought here. Is Zion fat? 
I, I think he has some baby chub. But does, does I don't he think have he's some Eddie Curry in him. No, no I guess that's no, what I'm trying to say. No way could Eddie Curry ever jump like that. No, but did Eddie Curry throw down dunks in one year to make himself get a lot of money and then eat himself into oblivion? Oh my god! I don't even know if we should jump into this conversation because it's asinine, my friend. <laughs> it is an a- asinine. Zion is fucking. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, yeah. And I'm sure once he gets into the NBA, he'll probably cut some of that weight. Listen, man, everyone likes a thick girl. But a big, a big a booty, very, Judy? There is a very fine line between a thick girl and a fat girl. That's okay. all I'm saying, all right? That's all I'm saying. Leave it to the listeners. Tell me if I'm crazy. I, if you're calling Zion fat, you're out of your mind. I think there's a very good chance he can be fat. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you want to make a bet on this? All right. By the end of his... Oof. All right. After his first max deal, he's turning into Sean Kemp. All right. Texas Roadhouse dinner, if it's still around by that time. The listeners, you heard it. Jot Honestly, it down. I'm very proud of myself. That's a great comparison for this dude, Sean Kemp. I do like that comparison, by the way. And I don't like how they how he ended his career. I, I, I Zion's got so much more to his game than Sean Kemp. Sean yeah. Kemp, the Rain Man, you know, good low post player could dunk with the best of them, but Zion could pass. He could shoot. He could drive. He just has a lot more to his game. Until he started missing practices for eating too many cheeseburgers. <laughs> he's not in his canter, man. He's, he's Zion Williamson. <laughs> playing with the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Everyone's going to get that money. I think this is a great time to cut this podcast because <laughs> we could be sent down a whirlwind right now. Uh, well, another one in the books. Thank you, listeners, for hanging on as long. And let me know if I'm crazy. Is Zion fat? Maybe you're, maybe you're not crazy. You might just be a little unwell. Hashtag Ooh. Rob Thomas. <laughs> oh, well done. All Cue right, the bud. music. Cue the music. We out.